Want to go on a road trip? Then hitch a ride with Hayley. Would you go with me? If we were lost in fields of clover. Wednesdays, 10 a.m. UK time on Line Dancer Radio. Good morning and welcome to Hitch a Ride with Haley. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to take you with me to Hitch a Ride to the movies. We're going to go through our top 10 Christmas movies and hopefully get you in the festive mood. So first of all, I'm going to play you a brand new track. This will be Thursday's Streamline Teach, choreographed by me and my daughter Ella. Have a listen to this one first up today and let me know what you think. Turn it up, turn it up just a little bit. It's a celebration Get ready for the holiday, holiday, holidays yeah, it's a celebration So baby, don't you stop You got that look in your eyes Call me for help, we can fight Let's have the time of our lives You can feel it, you can feel it have a brand new dance on the horizon that one is holidays and of course the holiday season is here and I've 
diverted a little bit. We normally go on some exciting travels, but I think we're getting to that time of year. I certainly am, where I just like to kind of get at home, get a blanket over me and watch a movie. And we all have different views on what our top favorite Christmas movie is. So I would love to hear what yours are as we go on this little journey today, Hitchhikers. Let me know what your favorite movie is. Of course, on the way, I'm going to have the same old facts that we always have. I've got some great movie facts today on these movies that I'm listening and we're going to go over the top 20. A few of these are my own, a few I've collaborated and seen what you are liking on social media and online. So first I'm going to see which of our hitchhikers we have with us on our journey. So good morning first of all to the lovely Jim Stankovich. Hello my darling and he says good morning all. Hello morning Phil Wheatley. My husband's here too. He says morning all. We have Joan Ord in the house. Good morning beautiful Jif from you there Joan. How are you doing my lovely I hope you're well and Marion Armstrong how great to see you darling morning Hayley morning everyone Marion says uh, just on that last dance Phil Wheatley saying great little dance very proud of my girls so first up our top movies now mine my first was going to be White Christmas because I do love this but in number 20 I have put in place Die Hard and this is because it is a festive favorite Die Hard was a Christmas movie with a different difference. It was full of guns, explosives, and evil German terrorists. Fans of the film will know that John McClane, who was played by Bruce Willis, spends most of the film carrying, carrying out ridiculous stunts and even walking on broken glass. As a result, throughout the movie, Willis was forced to actually wear fake rubber feet. Indeed, so when you see his feet bleeding everywhere, they were fake feet, actually. Uh, number 19, I'm going to put Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, now, this is not one I watch myself, but it is a firm favourite around the world, and everyone loves a bit of Snoopy, don't they? Um, but did you know that uh, Charles M. Schultz nearly walked out of production for a Charlie Brown Christmas? Uh, he uh, Charlie Brown Christmas... Uh, he nearly left it after a rogue suggestion from the producers caused him to take umbrage and walk off the set. One of the executives watched a first cut of the film and suggested they add some laughs to the track, which Schultz stormed out of the room in disgust. He hated this idea. Um, in the end, of course, Schultz got his way and no canned laughter was added to the animation. However, that producer must really have got under the creator's skin because an extra version with a laugh track was still made as a backup just in case the original film didn't hit the ratings. Uh, number 18 on my list, I've put Four Christmases. Do you remember this one, guys? Four Christmases? It's that one with Reese Witherspoon, Vince Vaughn, John Voight. It's even got uh, Sissy Spacek and Dwight Yoakam in it, in that one, where... Um, it's Brad and Kate, played by, of course, Witherspoon and Vaughan. They plan to go on a vacation to Fiji to spend the holidays. However, their first vacation plan is foiled when they are forced to visit all four of their divorced parents for Christmas. A really great, funny one. And uh, my fact for this one, did you know Vince Vaughan didn't go out to promote the film after it was rumoured in gossip columns that he and Reese Witherspoon did not get along during filming? 
So let me know in the chat room, guys, have you seen these movies? These are the first three on my list. Did you like them or did you not like them? I'm going to pick a track next from the movie Four Christmases. This is a little bit of Dean Martin and Martina McBride and very apt at the moment because, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been over you dropping so very nice. Like My mother will start to beautiful worry. what's your and father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace. So really I'd better scurry. Please don't hurry. maybe just a half a drink more. What's the on while I've the neighbors gone. might think maybe it's bad out there. Say what's in this no dream? to be had out there. I wish I knew your how like to like break that. this spell. I'll take your hat. I ought to say no, 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 Mind sir. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Baby, it's cold outside. McBride there, baby, it's cold outside, from the Christmas soundtrack of the movie Four Christmases. And just a little fact on Four Christmases there, uh, actor Peter Billingsley has cropped up in a lot of classic Christmas movies, including that one. If you're a fan of Christmas films, then you might have noticed that one particular actor keeps cropping up in a lot of them. Peter Billingsley, who plays the ticket agent in Four Christmases, has actually appeared in two other classic fairy
festive films. He portrayed Ming Ming in Elf and Ralphie in A Christmas Story, um, among others actually, very popular actor in Christmas movies. And I'm asking in the chat room if you have seen these movies and enjoy them. So we're going through our top 20 Christmas movies. We had Die Hard in 20th place, Charlie Brown's Christmas in 19th place and Four Christmases in 18th place. But what are the others? Well, stay tuned to find out. I want to know what you're thinking in the chat room, hitchhikers. So I'm going to dip in and see how we're doing on our travels to the movies today. Jim Stankiewicz is saying uh, regarding that first song, The New Dance Holidays, was that Earth, Wind and Fire? Jim, it was. Do you like it? What do you think of that track as a newbie? Have I picked well? Uh, me and Ella, of course. Ella picked it. Uh, Joan Ord, hello. Welcome to the party, pal. We've got some diehard gifs going on here. Another fantastic one from Sandra there. And uh, Jim has got a Charlie Brown gif for us. Joan is all saying, Ord is saying, watch Die Hard every Christmas. Definitely, it's an action-packed film, right? Uh, another Four Christmases gif from Jim there. Love that one. I forgot John Favreau was in it. And Sandra Burns, baby, it's cold outside. She has shared an elf gif with us too. And curious, will elf make it into the top 20? What do you guys think? Are you a fan of elf? Are you a fan of new Christmas movies too? At number 17, I have picked one that is very recent. And it may be because I only watched it last week. But I picked one called Christmas. Christmas with the Coopers. Now this one is worth a watch if you haven't seen it, despite the fact that the Telegraph reviewed it as a ghastly movie. I think that was a bit mean. I really liked it. It's called Christmas with the Coopers and it's about four generations of a family that meet up to spend their Christmas together. They all bring their own problems to the gathering with a fake boyfriend, an arrest for shoplifting and the demands of single, single parenthood putting the festive season in jeopardy. It is a comedy starring Diane Keaton, John Goodman, Ed Helms, Amanda Seyfried and it's narrated by Steve Martin and he plays a relevant role in the family. Have a little watch and see if you can see who Steve Martin actually voices as he narrates it. Uh, I, I love a bit of John Goodman at Christmas time. He's so jolly. Diane Keaton too. And it isn't Amanda Seyfried. Just beautiful. She really is. So that gets my number 17 slot. Number 16 is a movie called Last Holiday. Has anyone ever heard of this one? It has Queen Latifah in. Uh, she plays a woman who's been diagnosed with a terminal illness just before Christmas. She decides to take all of her savings and go on a lavish European holiday, booking a room at the Grand Hotel Pup. Well, here is my fact about this one. The Grand Hotel Pup in Last Holiday is a real-life hotel in the Czech Republic. It's a really popular movie location and has previously also been featured in Casino Royal. Another great watch if you haven't seen that one. Uh, my next one I'm going to put for number 15 is one called, and you will have heard of this, Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, I have a good fact about this one too. Uh, Margaret O'Brien's mother had a very strange way of getting her daughter to cry on demand. Uh, she was just a child star, was Margaret O'Brien, who appeared opposite the very famous Judy Garland in the classic musical Meet Me in St. Louis. However, she struggled with some of the sad scenes and had to rely on her mother to get her to cry real tears. But how did O'Brien's mother manage it? 
Well, she told her daughter that the other rival child on the MGM lot was a far better crier than she was. Hmm, sounds like a healthy relationship there with your child. But the technique was revealed by O'Brien herself. The way they got me to cry is that they said June, Allison and I were in competition and the best, she was the best crier on the MGM lot. So when I was having trouble crying, my mother would come up and say to me, I'll have the makeup man put the false tears down your face, but June is such a great great actress she always cries real tears and then she says I started crying because I couldn't let June win the competition oh my goodness how mean <laughs> do you like this movie have you seen this one let me know again in the chat room if you like it uh, we do love a bit of Judy Garland and that's why I'm gonna play a, a song from the soundtrack next it is the famous one from the movie have yourself a merry little Christmas and it is Judy Garland singing it
bit of classic Judy Garland there to start off our Wednesday. So we are at the movies. If you've just joined us, we are talking about our top 20 Christmas movies. And why not hit your ride here? Hey, it could even be a drive-through movie, which is quite popular at the moment, actually, in these COVID times when we can't sit in regular cinemas. Uh, have you got a drive-in movie where you are? Would you do this? Uh, I know that I would always get stuck in the back seat. That's why I don't want to go see a drive-in movie. Uh, we have lots of good ones to come. What do you think will be top of the list? Let me know if you have a favourite Christmas movie too. I'd love to know what you like to watch at this time of, of year. Or do you not like Christmas movies at all? Uh, this is probably not the best radio show for you to listen to today if you're not a Christmas movie fan. Because we are talking all about Christmas movie festivities. Uh, so let me see how we're doing in the chat room. A great good morning from you there, Sandra Burns. It's lovely to have you with us. The GIFs are just fantastic as always. And we have a lovely one of Reese with a spoon there being spit up on by a baby and the gorgeous Amanda Seyfried. And also the Queen, Queen Latifah. Hello and welcome, Sarah Jalkinen. How great to have you with us. She says, hi, Haley and all. It's almost Christmas and we have a lovely little Grinch face there. Is isn't he cute? Now, will the Grinch make the top 22? And Anna Christina is here too. She says, hello, Hayley and everyone. How lovely to have you with us too, my darling. And of course, there is a little Kevin McAllister there with you. Will Home Alone make the top spot? Who knows? Uh, of course, they're all back on TV at this time of year, aren't they? We all have our favourites. Sometimes you just watch the ones that are being aired. But uh, whichever your Christmas preference, I hope you're going to enjoy watching out for some of these with me today. I do have some little facts on them all as we go along. We've breezed through the top five already, actually. And number 14 on my list is Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, have you seen this one? Does anyone remember this one? Uh, it has in it the very uh, talented Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, and of course Dan Aykroyd is in it too. And what happens is that their only daughter Blair leaves the family nest. So Luther and Nora Crank, this is played; these are played by Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, decide to book an island cruise to beat the Yuletide blues and just skip the holidays. Oh my goodness, you know, I would love to do that. Talk about travelling at Christmas and saying we don't want to, but wouldn't it be nice to go on a nice cruise at Christmas time. Anyway, this is their plan, but their decision to boycott tradition has the whole neighbourhood in uproar when Blair uh, calls on Christmas Eve to announce a surprise visit with her new fiancé. The Cranks have just 12 hours to perform a miracle and pull themselves and their neighbours together to throw the best celebration ever. It's a very fast-paced movie uh, with, of course, the support from Dan Aykroyd and a brilliant cast with that one and it was actually did you know my fact on this one it was based on a best-selling novel i love john grisham's work and he wrote one called skipping christmas which became an instant family classic novel and that is what the movie is based on so fantastic uh okay let's see next on the list christmas with the cranks was number 14 my number 13 on the list is the holiday 
this is the one of course where they do a house swap you have Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet and Cameron comes to the UK her character and Kate goes over to the USA and Cameron meets the Jude Law character and they fall in love and over in America Kate Winslet is falling in love with Jack Black and it's just a really kind of fun romantic comedy if you're into that type of movie um, but did you know that in the movie, the house swap website that Cameron and Kate use in The Holiday is actually real? Uh, it's such a great rom-com, this one. Um, but of course, one of the best moments of the film is when Iris and Amanda swapped houses. Uh, and did you know, the website that they use to find each other's property is actually real. You can click and visit on the web and organise your very own home exchange. In the movie, Amanda's fancy LA home is supposed to contrast with Iris's tiny cottage in the UK. Iris is blown away with the house in, in the USA, while Amanda seems a little less impressed with Iris's kitchen and bathroom. However, in the UK, it should be known that that cottage would cost millions of pounds. Uh, Iris works in London, but the house is clearly within commuting distance. Um, plus, an unspoilt cottage in the English countryside is already worth a lot of money anyway. Um, so actually, Amanda, or Cameron Diaz, as she comes over and pulls those unimpressed faces, she isn't really slumming it, no matter how hard the film tries to make it appear so. Very interesting to know. Property prices are a bit of a funny one, aren't they? You just never know. Have you seen that movie? Did you enjoy that movie? Uh, I'd love to know in the chat room. I'm just seeing all these comments are coming up a little bit delayed for me at my end. But let me see. Uh, Sarah Jalkinen is saying, I'm not really a Christmas movie fan, but I am a movie fan. So that's good enough for me, Sarah. Stay with us and let me know what you think of some of these movies. Some of them, like Die Hard, have very, very small amount of Christmas in them. So they're listed in this list for that reason. Jim Sankovic is saying, I don't want to list my favourite movies as I want to hear your opinions. For me, though, it's all about the specials. The original Grinch, Cartoon, Charlie Brown Christmas and all the Rankin Bass Santa Claus is coming to town, Year Without Santa Claus, Frosty, etc. Uh, I never saw any of the Rankin Bass movies, actually. Uh, don't be mad with me, Jim. Anne-Marie Viltruv is in the house. Hello and welcome, my lovely. We're at the movies today. Do join us. Uh, a great gif there in the chat room Jim has shared, and it is the Christmas with the Cranks, and it's Tim Allen with that very big giant ham he has. Love that. Ross Brown is with us. Good morning, Haley and fellow listeners. I've got you on in the background as I set up my show. Starting to feel a bit Christmassy here. Hope everyone is well. We are Ross Brown and welcome. I hope your plans are going well this morning. Leslie Kidd, great to have you in the house too. Morning, Haley tuned in while working. Well, I hope we can add a bit of festivity to your work this morning, Leslie. Lovely to have you with us. So, as we were talking about some of those last movies I was talking about, Christmas with the Cranks and The Holiday, this next track is one from the Christmas with the Cranks soundtrack. It's a very unique joy to the world. This is the Butties singing this one. <laughs> Oh 
Joy to the World by the Butties. Ah, and that was from the soundtrack of Christmas with the Cranks. I love it. I love Tim Allen. He's fantastic. I have a great fact coming up later in the show about him. But what a fantastic group of hitchhikers we've got today. I'm loving seeing all your comments in the chat room. I hope you're feeling a little bit Christmassy. Are you all ready for Christmas? We were talking last week about how different places put their trees up at different times so I'd love to know if your decorations are up if you're raring to go or if it's just not yet time for you yet or perhaps it would be normally but because of COVID times things are a little bit different for you I know they're going to be different this year everywhere I just hope we can still enjoy the festive season so let me see how we're liking these movies and there's a lot of love for the holiday in the chat room too Sarah Jalkinen is saying the holiday is cute romantic comedies are my gift guilty pleasure. I agree with that. I love uh, romantic comedies. I'm not so such a big fan on the ones that don't make me giggle, uh, the plain old romantics. But uh, Daniel Dykmans is saying hello too. We'd like to welcome you, Daniel, into the chat room. Good morning, Hayley and all. He's saying... And Anna, you're also saying, I love holiday too. Uh, great gif there with Kate Winslet saying, I'm looking for corny in my life. I love a bit of corny, aren't we all? Fantastic gif there. Bodil, welcome. She says, hi, Hayley and everyone. A fantastic gif there. And uh, is a Mr. Hugh Grant with Love Actually. That is another Christmas movie. But what will make the top spots today? What do you think, guys? So... We're rushing through these already. We've got through our first 13. And I will reiterate those in case you missed them very shortly. But I'm going to put in my number 12 spot, A Christmas Carol. Now, I have put this in the top 12 spot because I do love some of the movies. Mickey's Christmas Carol, yes, of course, I'm going to Disney, was my favorite as a kid. I think I played the video so many times that it ended up chewing itself up at some point. But really, really loved Mickey's Christmas Carol. Of course, there were many movie versions, many live actions. And another famous one that came out, which was animated or part animated with Jim Carrey in it. Uh, that was another favorite. The reason it doesn't make the top 10 for me is because I think it's a little bit done to death. And I don't know if you agree with this. Uh, last year on our UK television, we had a series come out and it was in the TV paper and everything. The very best you've ever seen a Christmas carol done. And I was quite excited. I thought I'd like to see this particular classic rejuvenated with some exciting extras. So I recorded it. I went to play it. And I was really bored. I think I was looking on Facebook and playing on my phone by the first 20 minutes because it just had nothing new to it. It's the same old story. It is a classic, but we have heard it lots of times. So does this fall in a positive or a negative? I'm not sure. All the same, we can't deny that it has been a classic that has brought us through the ages. Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol during a period when the British were exploring and re-evaluating past Christmas traditions, including carols and newer customs such as Christmas trees. Of course, we know from a past show that it was brought over the Christmas tree to the UK in Victorian times by Victoria's Germanic husband, Prince Albert. But this was all a very new concept back in Dickensian times, and uh, Charles Dickens was influenced by the experiences of his own youth and by the Christmas stories of other authors, including Washington Irving and Douglas Gerald. Uh, very, very um, 
uh, interesting that Dickens wrote three different Christmas stories prior to the novella and he was inspired for this particular novel following a visit to the Field Lane Ragged School one of the several establishments for London street children. The treatment of the poor and the ability of a selfish man to redeem himself by transforming into a more sympathetic character are key themes of this story. The original book uh, was published on the 19th of December. The first issue sold out by Christmas Eve and this was at the end of 1844. 13 more editions of A Christmas Carol have since been released and most critics have reviewed the novella favourably in all aspects. The story was illicitly copied in January 1844. Charles Dickens was still alive then and he took great umbrage to this. He actually took legal action against the publishers who copied it and they went bankrupt fighting him, but he also lost a lot of his then small profits from the publication of the first issues of A Christmas Carol. But still his story was preserved. He went on to do so and to have it to be this timeless classic. So, A Christmas Carol in favour of the, the classic that it was, or a little bit sick of hearing it over and over again. What do you think? Uh, in the chat room, Sandra Douglas is saying, Jeff's favourite is It's a Wonderful Life, starring James Stewart. It's in black and white, and it's so old. Well, this is one of my mum's favourites too, Sandra. I remember watching it as a kid. Will that make the top ten, perhaps? Uh, Sandra Burns, she's a great GIF here, and a, a fantastic pi picture. She's saying, Hayley, our tree was up. And this picture, if you are in the chat room, check it out, because it is a very, very good gorgeous gorgeous little elf on the shelf and he's getting up to mischief there he's knocked that tree over i'm so grateful we're facebook friends because i love seeing your elves on the shelf at the moment sandra he is definitely the best elf on the shelf i have seen so i'm gonna go to our next movie and this one is home alone 2 i know what you're thinking if i put home alone 2 and there's got to be a home alone one but you will just have to wait and see i am a big home alone fan i mean i think it's just the era i grew up in uh, i said on a past show and i did confess i had a little macaulay culkin doll that had a pull string at the back that used to have lots of great phrases uh, you guys give up or you're ready for more i had one of the original talk boys that was made i think i still have it somewhere in my loft fantastic piece of movie memorabilia there and just a lot of good memories and i would love to visit new york in the festive season Tina Argyle did it last year and I was super, super jealous and I would love to do it one year. And of course, one of the things Home Alone 2 is famed for, apart from those wonderful New York scenes, is the fact that Donald Trump is in the movie. And here is the fact about it. Uh, he only agreed to allow filming in the plaza in exchange for one of these scenes. Uh, so ever since Donald Trump has become president of the United States, some of his old cameos have certainly been coming back to haunt him. And there's a really famous one in Home Alone 2, when a young Kevin asks Trump for directions to the lobby. Apparently, Trump would only allow filming, position, filming permission in the Plaza Hotel, which he actually owned at the time, in exchange for a part in the movie. 
and apparently this was something that Trump used to insist on all the time. Matt Damon once revealed in an interview Martin Brest had to write something in Scent of a Woman and the whole crew was in on it. He continued, uh, you have to waste an hour of your day with a bullshit shot Donald Trump. I don't think I'm allowed to say that on radio. Uh, Donald Trump walks in and Al Pacino's like, hello, Mr. Trump. And he says, you had to call him by name. Um, then it shows how, how important his existence is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think this is very positive to Mr. Trump in these comments um, because he's saying, uh, Macaulay Culkin is saying, uh, you waste a little time so that you can get the permit and then you can cut the scene out. But I guess in Home Alone 2, they left it in and he say he reportedly stated that the first Home Alone movie is far better than the favorite because it has 100% less Donald Trump in it. Ouch, Macaulay Culkin, that's quite a burn. Uh, so there you go, some Trump facts. I, I mean love or hate Donald Trump uh, he is in that movie and it is a classic and there are some classic tracks to go with it one of those is this one by Darlene Love it's all alone on Christmas and for such a sad theme of a song all alone on Christmas it's got such a great rhythm to it here it is
Darlene Love All Alone on Christmas, a classic tune from Home Alone too. I do love a little bit of Home Alone. So guys, we are going over our top 20 Christmas movies. This is a little bit of a medley of my own and a mix of others. I've got to confess the top 10 kind of my personal favorites coming up. So what did we have for the top 20? So in 20th place was Die Hard along with White Christmas because I have to have a bit of Bing Crosby in somewhere. Number 19 was Charlie Brown Christmas. Number 18 was Four Christmases, that fantastic one with Reese Witherspoon. And number 17 was Christmas with the Coopers. That's a new one if you want to check that out. Number 16 was Last Holiday, that's the Queen Latifah one. And number 15 was Meet Me in St. Louis, if you want a little bit of Judy Garland. Number 14 was Christmas with the Cranks. And number 13 was The Holiday. That was that house swap one with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. Number 12 is A Christmas Carol. And number 11 was Home Alone 2. Now, we were talking about A Christmas Carol. It's been done so many times. We had a little few facts there just about the actual novella. But my goodness, I would hate to count up how many Christmas movies have actually been made of that one story. Again, I said I loved Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh, we have the Jim Carrey version. Um, and of course, Jim Stankiewicz, you for I forgot to mention about The Muppet Christmas Carol, which is a fantastic one. I do love The Muppet Christmas Carol. Sandra Burns is saying in the chat room, Haley, not watched A Christmas Carol. I tend to just watch the same films every year. Elf, Miracle on 34th Street, it's a Wonderful Life and Die Hard. You've never seen any of them, Sandra? Any of the Christmas carols? Well, you know, I did say I'm a little bit sick of them, but you've got to watch it once. you just got to watch it once and see what you think. I, the, the theme of the story, the rhythm of the story is really quite sweet because um, I can definitely be a bit of a Scrooge sometimes, I think. I think it, it, the potential is in us all a little. Am I right? No? But I do agree with that, Sandra, that it's nice to watch the same movies year after year because sometimes they just instill that sense of festivity within us. Uh, into the chat room on our hitchhike journey today. Welcome to Chanyo Clan. How lovely to have you with us. And that's a lovely little Merry Christmas sign there. The GIFs are still coming too. Uh, Jim has a great one of uh, Light the Lamp, Not the Rat. That's from the Muppets Christmas Carol. And that's a little Rizzo and Gonzo in there, isn't it? Oh, gorgeous. Sarah Jelkinen, a great Home Alone GIF there. The one where Kevin jumps on the bed and spills the popcorn. I always loved the McAllister's house. I don't know what you thing but I used to look at it and think oh wow I would love to live there. Joan Ord a lovely elf gif there. I think we have a lot of love for elf in the chat room so it'd be great to see if they make the top 10 and we were talking about Trump just a little bit. Ross Brown's put a great picture of him dancing there and he says he's enjoying your Christmas tunes. Well thank you for joining us Mr. Trump. I hope you enjoy them. Certainly we loved Home Alone too. Uh, great great Charlie Brown gif there coming up from Joan too. We're having some fun in the chat room today and uh, great to have you with us hitchhikers as we go through this journey we, we did the top 10 quite fast so let's see uh, or should I say the last 10 the top 20 should we see what's in the top 10 or what I've put and if you agree with them great if you don't let me know let me know why you like them or why you didn't like them I'd love to know your opinion on these films as we share some facts about them so my number 10, I've put in one of my mom and my daughter's favourites, 
Jingle All The Way. This is that Arnold Schwarzenegger one, you know, he's running around trying to get this action figure and he gets into some crazy antics. I love it because it is so festive and it is funny. I don't like it because sometimes, you know, in some of these comedies, you just sit there and you think, what are they thinking? Why did they do that? But all the same, it has made my top 10. It's number 10. And did you know that Jingle All The Way was actually inspired by the Cabbage Patch Kids craze. Uh, this particular movie is regularly voted one of the worst Christmas movies ever made, believe it or not. So some people might not be entirely familiar with it anyway, saying that it is very much loved by many. But it turns out that the film was completely inspired by the Cabbage Patch Kids from the Christmas season of 1983. Over one million Cabbage Patch Kids had been sold, leading to movie executives to start rubbing their hands together. They were inspired by the complete sellout of toys to create a film about two dads who are desperately trying to get their hands on a Turbo Man action figure at Christmas. And I don't know if anyone's ever experienced this whole toy craze, whether it was when you were a child and you wanted something and your parents probably went mad getting it for you, or whether you're an adult and you've bought something for your child or for your niece or nephew or for a friend's child, or you've just sat back and watched the whole thing go mad. I experienced it a couple of years back with the Hatchimals. Uh, anyone ever seen the Hatchimal toys? Big craze in England. My eldest daughter was just growing out of toys, said she wanted one. My youngest daughter, just growing into that aged range of toys, decided she wanted one too. And I couldn't get them anywhere. And every now and then people were saying, they have them in Tesco. So I'd run to Tesco and the shelves would be empty. Oh, they have them at Smith's Toys. I remember queuing for about 45 minutes one day to get to the front of the queue and find that the Hatchimals were sold out. Finally, I found two Hatchimals and I drove through to the store, picked them up, got them for Christmas, was so pleased. On Christmas Day, these toys were opened. They sat there for about two minutes, weren't even hatched right and never played with. Again, they sat under my children's beds for the following year or two before we threw them out. Not at all a fun story and uh, just one of those things. What other toys can you think of that perhaps... Uh, were quite famous at the time. I know in the UK we used to have what were called the Blue Peter toys because they would recommend the toys of the year every year. I think there was like a Tracy Island that sold out and now we have something uh, on TV. I don't know if anyone's ever watched that Philip Schofield show, How to Spend It Well at Christmas. Love that show. He lists all the up-and-coming toys and games so you can get a head start. Good point is you know what to look for. Bad point is these things flip and sell out. Anyone ever experienced that with the whole toy thing? Let me know in the chat room. We'll be chatting a little bit more about our Christmas experiences as we go along. And talking of things for children, number nine on my list is the Polar Express. And it is generally a children's film but it is so festive and great and I'm a big Tom Hanks fan so anything that has him in is a win for me and again when I was young I took my kids on a Polar Express experience which was fantastic it was a real train and it took us to the North Pole you couldn't get off 
when you got to the North Pole but I think that made it all the more magical because we looked out the window and saw Santa and the elves etc etc. Uh, here's my little fact about the Polar Express. One of the Hunger Game actors did all of the motion capture work in the Polar Express. You might not realize that the main actor in one of the biggest film franchises ever was actually responsible for bringing Hero Boy to life in the Polar Express movie. John Hutchison actually provided all of the motion capture work for this young boy. Meanwhile, Daryl Sabara provided the voice of the character. Who knew this? In fact, Hutchison revealed that while he had a very embarrassing moment uh, shooting the movie alongside the screen legend that is Tom Hanks. Now be careful, this is another bit of uh, rude fact here. But uh, Hutchison is saying, okay, so we're shooting this scene where he's playing the hobo and he's on top of the train skiing down. He says, I'm nestled under Tom Hanks, and we're like, whoa, this is crazy. And he says, and I farted. I farted in the scene, it happened, I did it. And instead of playing it cool, Tom Hanks is like, whoa, whoa, oh my God, this kid, what the heck? <laughs> Hutchison says this experience was mortifying. He says it was a rite of passage and looking back on it, it was very funny. But at that moment, I thought my face was going to start sweating blood. I kind of always take the tone down a little bit. I'm sorry, guys, for this fact. But I read it last night. I couldn't not include it in the show. Polo Express, what do you think? Are we fans of the Polo Express? Have we ever had sellout toys? Let me know. I'm going to play another track here. Uh, from the Polar Express. This one was included and it's a little bit of Brit Bing Crosby and the Andrew Sisters. As I said before, you know I love a little bit of uh, this type of music. Here we go. <laughs> Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that is filled with toys for the boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells, jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed, cover up your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight, tonight, Santa Claus comes tonight. Happy days, Happy times. to the bells and chimes, as Santa Claus comes your way today. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, for he loves you just the same. Santa knows that we're God's children, and that makes everything right. Here comes 
Santa Claus indeed he's on his way that time is getting closer I love that one that reminds me of singing as a kid in school that one we used to sing that okay we've been talking about our top 10 movies and my top 10 started with Jingle All The Way and then the Polar Express as we're traveling and hitchhiking on the Polar Express train let me know what you think of it are you Polar Express fans so Ross Brown is saying love this Christmas movie the Polar Express Sandra Burns is saying Hayley I'm sorry I'm not a fan of the Polar Express I do get that I think it is an acquired taste Sandra in fact it didn't grow on me right away actually and some many many aren't fans of this movie many are though Carly Lowther is saying yes love the Polar Express a lovely Polar Express gif is popping up here from Joan Ord and uh, Sarah Jalkinen talking about those toy uh, fiascos that we've kind of had in the past you know where you're looking for that toy for Christmas she says a few years ago I had a mad time hunting for a Lego parking garage for my godson oh well I hear you on that Sarah because um Lego can be quite difficult you always think Lego quite easy but once they set their sights on something they change things regularly I went shopping at the weekend and the biggest queue that I encountered that day was the shop for the Lego store so certainly a very popular Christmas present and I think for adults now too a lot of adults I've seen even on Facebook are enjoying building Lego so what will come in my top eight and will you agree with them I love to hear if you do I love to hear if you don't some of these movies are for you some aren't so do let me know if you're a fan or not but first of all I'm just going to take you a little bit through some of the great shows that we have coming up later today it's time to go around the world with Ross Brown join Ross on his travels Wednesday 12 p.m. here on Line Dancer Radio New Line with Michael, a unique show featuring modern, funky and advanced line dances. Tune in on Wednesdays, 5 to 7 p.m. on Line Dancer Radio. Wednesday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Line Dancer Radio. Back to back with Kathy. Keep it here. Keep it Line Dancer Radio. Click Adrian Checkley on Facebook or head to the Line Dancer Radio chat room page to add your requests for the Adrian Checkley All Request Show. Tune in Thursdays from 8 till 10 p.m. UK time on Line Dancer Radio. There's no place I'd rather be 
some fantastic things popping up later today so stay tuned as you enjoy your Wednesday and how are we enjoying Wednesday remember streamline Christmas special starts today too so if you want to learn some new jant dances online look out for that over the coming week and don't forget my slot is tomorrow night got a brand new one for you there and my daughter is going to come and dance it with me uh, because she helped put it together with me a great tune I think so anyway only slightly biased let me know your favorite movies in the chat room uh, I'm gonna go into number eight on the list now this was one we were talking about on last week's show it is Miracle on 34th Street and I only thought there were two versions some of us only thought there were one version some of us knew there were three versions but personally, I thought, I'm going to have to look this one up. How did I miss a whole version? And guess what? I found when researching, there were actually four remakes of the movie. So the first one was in 1947. That was with Natalie Wood and Edmund Gwen. Uh, 1959, another one came out. Now, this one is slightly unheard of because this was a made-for-TV movie. And sometimes, if they're not very good, they do kind of fall into the wings, don't they? Well, this was 1959. It came out. It had Edwin, Mary Healy, and Peter Lind Hayes in it. The other one that I had missed out on was one that came out in 1973. This had in it Sebastian Cabot, Jane Alexander, and Roddy McDowell. And, of course, the one that I was actually alive for that a lot of us tend to think of was the 1994 version with the very cute Mara Wilson in, of course, she also played Matilda back in the day uh, uh, and she was in uh, Mrs Doubtfire too that particular actress and it had in it the very famous Richard Attenborough as Santa and Elizabeth Perkins great one it was just fantastic uh, the whole movie was brilliant of course there's been musicals of Miracle of 30 on 34th Street amazing to see that at this time of year wouldn't that be fantastic and there was actually a tv series of it that came out in 1955 so very very popular over the years and very very well done should we say was miracle on 34th street and i know we've mentioned it we, a lot of us like this movie uh, it is a very festive one and uh, let me know too if you don't like it in the chat room or if you do what do you think of this one so one of my facts for this movie is that the parade scenes from it had to be shot all in one day. And one of the things that opened my eyes in this movie is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It looks fantastic. It is a real parade. And uh, how, how brilliant would it be to be able to see it? Now, in the movie Miracle on 34th Street, the Macy's Day Parade makes a prominent appearance. But rather than using some rudimentary special effects, the movie's producers decided to shoot the scenes during the actual 1946 Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York, which put some time constraints on the filming schedule indeed. The actors and crew only had one morning to film all of the necessary scenes. Lead actress Maureen O'Hara revealed in her autobiography that Edmund Gwen, who later won an Oscar for his portrayal of Kris Kringle, actually arranged to play Santa in the parade because otherwise the film wouldn't have been able to capture the necessary shots. Luckily, all of the actors and crew managed to nail their scenes and the Thanksgiving Day Parade became an excellent backdrop for the heartwarming story of a man who sets out to prove that he's really Santa. Ah, so great. That was, of course, the original. A fact about the original, the 1947 version. Has anybody seen all four versions? Uh, which is your favourite? 
I've only seen two of them, the 1947 and the 1994 one, and the modern day one is probably my favorite just because it's that little bit newer and fresher, but uh, all of them looked great. I mean, they all have their, their own special little ways. So in the chat room, a comment, a comment here from Judith Kennedy. Hello, mom. She says, looking for Christmas toys. I'm just going back to this. I remember looking for a drink up Susie and uh, you're showing all the years you've been a mum now because she says, did I buy this for you or Taryn, who was my sister? She says, I looked around in every store in the northeast. It wasn't for me, it was for my sister. Then found one by chance in one of those little sell everything corner shops. Phew, isn't it funny where you can find these things when you least expect it? Going back onto Miracle on 34th Street, some great GIFs popping up. Sandra Burns, thank you as always for the fantastic GIFs you share. A lovely one there too from Marion Armstrong. Marion says, love Miracle on 34th Street. Which is your favourite though, Marion? Is it the new one or the older one, the original? Jim Stankiewicz has shared an original GIF there from the 1947 version. Uh, it says here in the quote, faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. A fantastic quote there. And I'm getting a lovely movie poster up here in the chat room talking about Christmas movies from Joan Ord. And it's The Man Who Invented Christmas, apparently based on an inspiring true story. It says this is how Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol and created a tradition. So that's very interesting for any Christmas Carol fans to look at that. And an, an exciting new insight, actually, that, Joan, because I was saying about how A Christmas Carol, you kind of get sick of the same old story. Well, how great to watch a little bit more about how it came to be. Ah, so top 10 here, Miracle on 34th Street takes the number eight spot and there are some great tunes from it, a very, very subdued kind of uh, classical soundtrack from this movie. But there was one that appears very briefly in the 1994 version. And it also is a Home Alone classic too. Uh, and it also is in the movie that I'm going to list as number seven. So see if you can guess what my number seven is. This is The Drifters. <laughs> Of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where those streets are Listen And children listen To hear Sleigh bells in the snow The snow Then I, I, I am dreaming Oh, why Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days, may your days, may your days Be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be Listen, and to listen to 
Drifters with White Christmas, a classic uh, sung by so many, but this particular version has appeared in lots of different Christmas movies. And one of those that it appeared in was The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Are we a fan of that movie? It's made my top 10, my personal top 10, because I just think it's such a feel-good movie. I love the whole concept, a little bit like the Scrooge concept, isn't it? Where a kind of mean miser becomes nice. Uh, again, you've got this kind of uh, unbelieving single dad who doesn't want to celebrate Christmas really and is trying to do it for his son even though he doesn't believe in Santa and at the end he actually ends up becoming Santa. Uh, if you haven't seen it, sorry for the spoiler there, but it is definitely worth a watch. Is Santa Claus and uh, I love the elves. I love all the things when he goes to the North Pole. Such a great movie. Of course, there was a Santa Claus 2 and 3 and uh, Tim Allen is great. He's a great actor, but did you know that he was hired to appear in the Santa Claus despite having been arrested for possession of cocaine. Oh, oh, Tim Allen, this is not good. In fact, Disney used to have a very, very strict policy against ever hiring ex-convicts. But all that changed in 1994 when producers wanted Tim Allen to play the title role in the Santa Claus. Allen had previously been arrested and charged in 1978 with possession of 1.5 pounds of cocaine. Allen pleaded guilty and in return he gave the names of several other drug dealers to avoid life imprisonment and receive a sentence of between three and seven years in prison. Well thank goodness he did because he would never have made it to our screens and everybody has the chance to change, right? Allen was eventually released on parole after two years and four months. In 1994, Alan was already the star of Home Improvement, the most popular US sitcom, and had also released a best-selling memoir. Disney decided to break with protocol and hire Alan, and The Santa Claus became the highest-grossing film that year. So have you seen it? Uh, and do you like Tim Allen? Has this changed your opinion of him? Who knows? I was asking as we were talking about the miracle on 34th Street for being in the number 8 top spot, which version you liked? Do you like the original, the Natalie Wood version? Do you like the 1994 Mara Wilson version? Or do you like one of the in-betweens? Would you rather go see the musical than watch a movie at all? Marion, I asked you and you are saying in the chat room the new version, uh, but I still like the Natalie Wood version. So the new version takes precedence there and Sandra Burns is also sharing a great 
great gif of the new version so indeed we've got a lot of love for the 1994 version in the chat room and uh, a great gif there a white christmas one that is of the movie white christmas there uh, that gif from sandra with bing crosby that is a classic movie isn't it it really is so uh, we have a little kevin McAllister popping up there as we celebrate that drifters song from jim uh, oh he was a cutie wasn't he Joan Ord says, the man who invented Christmas, the, the poster that she shared, is on Channel 4 on Sunday at 4.55. It's worth watching. Thank you for that recommendation there, Joan. We'll have to tune into that one, guys. And Sandra Burns has shared another great gif there. Another favourite of hers is Scrooged, that one. Uh, a little bit of Bill Murray, Murray there in that gif. Thank you for that one, Sandra. Would that one make the top 10? Who knows? Let's wait and see. We're getting the Santa Claus gifs in, and I do love the Santa Claus. I do. And number six, I've put another classic, and this one is because we have to, we have to give kudos to Dr. Seuss for all his brilliant tales. And so my number six is The Grinch That Stole Christmas. Again, like Miracle on 34th Street, you've got a lot of different versions to this one. Uh, did you know that Jim Carrey had to complete torture endurance training for How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Um, Jim Carrey is basically unrecognisable actually in this movie with all the makeup and everything. He had to spend a lot of time in hair and makeup to achieve the look and it was actually over 8.5 hours a day to be exact of hair and makeup to get him looking so grinchly. Carrey struggled to sit in the chair for so long and he approached a member of the CIA who trained him in torture endurance techniques so that he would be able to cope with all that sitting. It does sound like a long time, doesn't it? 8.5 hours. You think you're just sitting, but no, it's such a long time. Director Ron Howard could see the pain Carey was going through and decided to transform into the Grinch himself one day as a tribute to the actor. But apparently when Carey turned up on set, he was furious that someone else was playing his part. Oops, not such a good move there, Mr. Howard. And uh, actually, how the Grinch Stole Christmas could have looked very different indeed. I was saying there's lots of different versions. We are talking about the live-action movie with Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey indeed brought the Grinch to life with Dr. Seuss's story. Um, he made his appearance in the movie in 2003. But Ace Ventura, the Ace Ventura star wasn't always first choice to play the grumpy green monster. In fact, comedian Eddie Murphy and legendary actor Jack Nicholson were both considered for the role of the Grinch before Carey grabbed the part. Uh, the film would have looked very different indeed, wouldn't it, with either, either of those two on board? Uh, before Ron Howard assumed directing duties, Tim Burton was also considered for the movie's direction, but he had to turn down the offer due to scheduling conflicts. I tend to think it would have been quite a different movie with Burton at the helm too. Uh, the film never uh, never nearly got made, nearly never got made at all though. Um, before his death in 1991, Dr. Seuss actually refused to sell the rights to the movie. However, his widow Audrey Geisel had always seen the potential of a live-action version of the story and she auctioned off the rights in 1998. Wow, she really went against his last wishes with that one, don't we think? Uh, I'm grateful she did because it made a great movie. 
are we Grinch fans guys uh, again in the chat room let me know if this would have made your personal top 10 it's made number six for me and a bit of a wild card on a song here but I'm gonna play the Jim Carrey version of you're a mean one Mr. Grinch with his coat and his hat I'm a just like Saint Nick <laughs> you're a mean one Mr. Grinch you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Just face the music, you're a monster. Mr. Grinch, yes, you are. You got Gallagher's all over, Mr. Grinch. Well, I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot I'm a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. There you go. Not normally the type of track you would hear on Line Dancer Radio but just a bit of fun today as we are hitching a ride to all our favourite Christmas movies. We've been through the top ones, uh, top 20 so far. We're sitting at number 6 at the moment. The Grinch That Stole Christmas has come in at number 6 all versions. I know there'll be fantastic ones that I've missed out on uh, but let me know which ones you like in the chat room. We're talk- we were talking about Miracle on 34th Street and which version you liked. Jim has actually said in the chat room great now i have to go find the tv movie although now you say it i think it sounds familiar you'll have to let us know if it's any good jim or if there's a reason that it is forgotten frequently about uh, i love your gif that you've shared too jim uh, of tim allen when he gets all podgy in the santa claus and suddenly turns into santa with that gray beard he looks fantastic he's great uh we are talking about the grinch that stole christmas some great gifs there sandra burns the audacity 
in that gif she's put fantastic love it she says i love jim carrey but not a fan of the grinch indeed it is another of those movies maybe just depending what you like uh, certainly a lot goes on in whoville in those movies uh, Judith Kennedy, here's the quote. Awesome show, Haley. Christmas movies are amongst my favourite things ever. The other night I watched Nativity for about the 25th time, yet I still couldn't stop smiling ear to ear when Ollie realised his mum was in the audience, and I still cried when Paul and Jennifer. Uh, Paul saw Jennifer and they got together again. How sad am I? Not at all. I absolutely love the Nativity movies. And actually, as you say it, there are some that I forget. They would really be in my top three, the Nativity movies. They haven't made it today. But definitely, if you haven't seen them, watch them. I remember going to see the first one at the cinema uh, with, with my mum and a friend and thinking, this looks really silly. It's kind of about kids in a Nativity. Uh, I'm going to waste a few hours of my time and at the end of the movie I just did not want it to end it is such a good movie uh, so if you haven't seen it do watch that one Sandra Burns another great Grinch gif there I love him I love him uh, Tino Hergo welcome he says good morning Haley and everybody just came home from the doctor's visit almost all perf results perfect that's good to hear Tino and he says well apart from my brain i just realized i posted on willie brown's show post lol uh, he says i do hope everyone is doing great we'll have to catch up on the first part i so love christmas movies cool let us know what your favorite ones are tino for sure ross brown is saying my favorite song from the jim carrey grinch has to be where are you christmas it's just beautiful that's very true that's a little one that uh susie lou sings um uh, Cindy Lou is it Cindy Lou uh, great I could have played that one today too uh, lovely gifs coming up in the house Sarah Jalkinen is saying I can't stand Jim Carrey uh, personal opinions out there I'm not a massive fan of him either but I do just like his movies actually uh, so what will make the top we're actually getting on to the top five spot at the moment and number five we've had a lot of chatter about this particular one in the chat room today number five is elf and love it or hate it love or hate will ferrell uh, it's very festive and it's one of the most uh, popular ones of all times you can get so much elf merchandise in the shops uh, seems to be one that many people are converting to over time as well uh, my fact let's have a look at the elf fact for today in elf one famous scene had to be completed in only one take do you remember the hilarious scene when elf uh, in elf when santa ends up wrestling buddy in the department store well that scene that one had to be done in one take thanks to christmas decorations dotted about the grotto the elaborate set took the film's art department weeks to create so the fight which destroys all of their hard work could only be filmed once Artie Lang is the actor who played the Santa in the mall and he once revealed in an interview that director John Favreau had some great advice for them before shooting the hilarious scene. Lang stated that he and Will Ferrell had one take to destroy it so Favreau said his best advice was just go nuts. Well that sure sounds like a lot of fun to film. Elf fans who want to see more of Buddy in action will be disappointed though because plans for a sequel were scrapped after Will Ferrell turned down another film. Kind of disappointing for some but still we think one movie is more than enough. It is 
a Christmas classic and fantastic it is. Now, another little elf fact here is that none of the elf scenes with Buddy at the North Pole involved any kind of special effects. Some of the most hilarious moments in Elf occur when we see the human-sized Buddy trying to live a normal existence alongside his elf friends at the North Pole. Most people would assume that the producers used CGI to make Will Ferrell tower over the other elves, but in fact, it was just a simple case of camera trickery. The effects were completed with forced perspective. In the classroom scene, you can clearly see Ferrell sat atop a platform and he's slightly in front of the other actors. Plus, the production crew simply used child-sized props and sets for Ferrell to move around in. Like with uh, many of the scenes you see, uh, they are not CGI affected at all. And it just goes to show that you always have to rely on special effects to create... That you don't, sorry, always have to rely on special effects to create some screen magic. The magic is just there. It's just there. Elf could have looked very different for another reason, though, because apparently when the screenplay for the first movie appeared in the early 90s, uh, you may not approve of this one, Sarah, Jim Carrey was first choice to play Buddy. But instead, Will Ferrell was cast, and a classic Christmas film was reborn. And could you imagine that movie with anyone else but Will Ferrell in that role? He is just fantastic in it indeed. Now, the famous song from that movie is, and the scene that I love, is when uh, Zoe is in the shower and she starts singing Baby It's Cold Outside and then Will Ferrell joins in. Now, I have already played a Baby It's Cold Outside in today's show, so although I won't be playing that one, if you ever get the soundtrack of Elf, you will hear that Zoe sings this in a duet with um, the very talented Leon Redborn. Now, I have another great track by Leon here. This is Leon Redborn singing Winter Wonderland, which is also from the soundtrack of the Elf movie. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in winter wonderland Gone away is the bluebird Here to stay is the new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in the winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman Then pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. To face unafraid the plans that we made, walking in winter wonderland. Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? He'll say, no man 
but you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made walking in a winter wonderland. Winter Wonderland there. So that was from the Elf movie we were talking about. It. Jim is saying in the chat room, did you say Alf? And a great gif there of Alf. Sandra Burns is saying, here we go again. Not a fan of Will Ferrell, but I love Elf. I hear you. Cool. Cool. It's so funny how uh, we either like the actors or hate them, and yet we can still uh, think the exact opposite about the movie. Great, great, curious point of view. Well done. Uh, Jim is saying, I actually respect the movie more after seeing some behind-the-scenes footage this past week, but still not a huge fan. So there's another really interesting perspective. And Sandra Burns has shared the gif of the particular scene in the movie that I was talking about, uh, Zooey Deschanel uh, singing It's Cold Outside. So thank you for sharing that, Sandra. That's fantastic. Graham Kennedy, he says, how do I make a comment and end up and not end up on Willie Brown's page finally made it and forgot what I was going to say getting old but listening in thanks for that comment as long as you're enjoying it Joan Orders shared another little poster here for a recommendation it's Oliver Twist and I see that says Disney presents Oliver Twist I don't know if we could get this on Disney plus perhaps but uh, Oliver does remind me of Christmas it used to always be on the TV at that time of year didn't it so what has gained the top spots? Number four, I have picked a Tim Burton classic. And this one is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I have to give love to this. I watched a documentary on this one. And oh my goodness, how difficult to make. But Tim Burton, love him or hate him, he is a genius in some of the things he comes up with, especially when you look at some of his classics like um, Beetlejuice and such likes. And I only found out this year when researching facts that Tim Burton did a lot of the drawings on the classic movie Fox and the Hound because that is one of my all-time favourites too. Can never watch that one without crying either, actually. So my fact on The Nightmare Before Christmas is, is that it did take a very long time to make. Uh, so emphasis maybe on the word nightmare. It could be a very appropriate name for it, uh, certainly according to some of the production department that worked on the animated movie. It's especially appropriate when you consider just how long it took to make the film in the first place. Apparently, one minute of footage took the animation team a week to shoot. One week for one minute? Wow. This meant that the whole of Tim Burton's stop-motion movie took a whopping three years to create. We can't imagine how painstaking that process really was. Apparently 100 people were working on the animation, but each one second of footage requires an average of 12 different stop-motion movements. This is a crazy amount of detail to have to deal with for three years in a row on the trot. I, I really can't imagine it. It adds a whole new amount of respect for that movie. And again, it's a classic among children, and especially children who grew up in the 90s. My niece loves this. But 
If you haven't seen it, still watch it. It's quite interesting for adults to watch too. Again, it's got that little twist on it. It's a little bit of a motto in it. Jack thinks he wants something that is uh, he, not normal, a little bit special, a little bit out of the ordinary. And in the end, he finds that everything goes wrong and what he wanted was what he had all along. Great perspective there, great Tim Burton classic. Uh, just talking in the chat room as well about the elf and all of these, Sandra Burns is saying, Hayley, I love Zoe's voice. She's a very good singer. She really is, yes. That shower scene, a classic. So all these classics coming up and again, another bit of a wildcard track here because we're gonna have the Nightmare Before Christmas theme tune here.
There we go, a nice multi-transferable track there, whether you want to play it at Christmas or Halloween. The song is This Is Halloween from the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas. And we've got some love for that film in the chat room. Joan Orders saying, love this film. And let me know we're on to the top three. You're going to hear my top three favourites now. Again, I should have put Nativity in because I love that movie. But my top three are coming up. Let me know in the chat room what your top three would be. I'd love to know what it would, what you would think or what you would have if you could play your top three right now and indeed what would you watch if you had a day to sit in and watch your top three movies my number three i have put and you can probably guess it home alone we've had home alone 2 in the top 20 but home alone 1 is definitely a christmas classic and did you know a little fact here in Home Alone, the tarantula in it was supposed to be fake, but then the director made them use a real one, and that real tarantula's name, it was Barry. Um, so, I don't know about you, but I used to hate this scene growing up. I did not like the tarantula on the face. It's a terrifying moment when the tarantula crawls across Daniel Stern's face and he screams. And the prop department originally decided they would use and create a fake spider. But Chris Columbus, who uh, must be some kind of masochist, he said they needed to bring in a real tarantula for the scene or it just wouldn't be the same. I think he was right. I don't think it would have been the same. In the end, an animal expert came in with a furry little friend named Barry. There's long been a rumour since that Stern had to make that scene by screaming silently during the horrific take, but apparently that is just an urban legend. He was actually allowed to scream as loud as he wanted. Apparently, the animal trainer had to explain to Stern, just don't make any sudden threatening moves and you'll be fine. The actor then responded, uh, but I'm going to be screaming in Barry's face. Do you think he'll feel threatened by that? The animal trainer simply said, Barry doesn't have ears. He can't hear. Relax. So Stern could really scream as loud as he wanted to and was sure he didn't need much encouragement to do that because I'd have been screaming my lungs out. Did I ha would I have a live tarantula on my face? I hope I never find out actually what that would feel like. Uh, well done to Daniel Stern for that one. So, <laughs> and again in the chat room, if you're there joining us for a chat today as we hitchhike, Sandra Burns has shared an actual gif of that particular scene. Great to have that one in there to look at. Um, Ross Brown was saying about A Nightmare Before Christmas, he says, I love the professional stop motion stuff. It's an amazing art. It is, it is. What a fantastic art form it is. Um, uh, Sarah is saying, well, we'll have to post this on Willie's show tomorrow morning too. And she's put a fantastic gif. I'm a nightmare before coffee. Oh my gosh, I hear you, girl. Uh, one of my thoughts for a new year resolution was cutting down on coffee, but then I thought, no, that's just not going to happen. It really isn't. Um, when the music started there, Jim was saying, wow, for a minute, I thought it was Wonderland Waltz. And uh, yeah, because it is very similar to that tune from Alice in Wonderland. And I'm trying to guess, was that Tim Burton too? Did he do that one? Uh, perhaps that is also uh, another similarity in there. So top three. Home Alone is my number three and one of my favourite parts in the movie is near the end where everything is just coming together for him. He's off to fight the baddies and you hear that lovely moment of the lull of this uh, composition by John Williams. It's just one of my favourite songs from the movie. Oh, the stars are bright, we 
another little home alone reference there i don't know if you remember the bit when he is uh, faking having a party and he's dancing around the christmas tree and that brenda lee song is playing as he dances so home alone was my number three and i've asked you in the chat room just quickly what would your top three be would you agree with me would you disagree um what do you even think my two and one is uh some lovely movies mentioned today carly is saying in the chat room i love home alone all the home alone films indeed i hear you and bodily saying it's not actually a movie but i watch from all of us to all of you every christmas so thanks look out for that one guys sarah is saying my top three number one love actually number two die hard number three home alone so home alone for your number three too matches up quite well sandra burns is saying i sang this many a time at midnight mass on christmas eve and that is the oh holy night song and uh we've got a little south park gif of oh holy night there judith is saying my mum. she's saying can i have a top four please so it's a wonderful life home alone jingle all the way and nativity and she also says have a happy safe christmas everyone Anna Christina is saying my top three is number one, Love Actually, number two, Holiday, and number three, It's a Wonderful Life. Great suggestions there. I think we're all coming out on the same page. For my number two, I've put Love Actually, and it had to be this one because this is not just one of my favorite holiday movies or Christmas movies. This is one of my favorite movies, full stop. I love Love Actually, absolutely adore it. Uh, love the whole different medley of storylines that happen and that come together. But did you know that there was actually a storyline from Love Actually that had to be cut out? And I know many people do have a soft spot for Love Actually because of this perfect mix of hilarious and heartwarming storylines that take place during the festive period. But not many know that there was an extra storyline cut from the film. 
Richard Curtis revealed this in a DVD extra that there was another set of characters that they had to remove. Love Actually contained a heartbreaking LGBT storyline between the school's headmistress and her partner who was battling terminal cancer. You can watch some of the scenes from this if you Google it on YouTube or search it on YouTube, have a look and see, um, and uh, you will be able to catch up on some of these bits that were sadly missed out. The film was so popular in the UK. It was the most rented movie of 2004, and Tony Blair even had to address the speech that Hugh Grant makes about the relationship between the United States and Great Britain. Blair actually said publicly, I know there's a bit of us that would, uh, would like me to do a Hugh Grant in Love Actually and tell America where to get off, but the difference between a good film and real life is that in real life, there's the next day, there's the next year, there's the next lifetime to contemplate the ruinous consequences of easy applause. Well, I didn't want to. You know I love America. I don't ever want Great Britain and America to fall out. But I will ask you, Mr. Tony Blair, can you dance as well as Hugh Grant can do in the movie? And one of my favourite quotes from the movie, cheesy as it is, I love the fact Ant and Decker in it, and I love it when Bill Nye says, remember kids, don't buy drugs, become a rock star, and they give you them for free. And of course, Bill Nye played that great character that is Billy Mack, that actually turned out to show that the love of his life was, and not in a romantic way, but his manager, because after all those years together, they'd become best friends. Beautiful moment in the film, and the song itself, not actually quite as beautiful. Have a listen.
classic Mariah. We had Billy Mack there and then another great moment from the movie is where that beautiful little girl Joanna uh, that Sam falls in love with sings All I Want For Christmas Is You and then she points at him off the stage and his little face I just love it I just love that moment uh, gorgeous kids uh, gorgeous movie I just I amazing if you haven't seen it watch it i'm just going to go into because we're running out of time my number one top spot what do you think it is guys it is it's a wonderful life and i was really interested in these facts so i'm going to try and squeeze them in here it's a wonderful life mark the introdu introduction of a new type of artificial snow in film production seriously it was all down to this movie we all know the movie we all love it it's a must-see one and people all over the world enjoy watching the story of george bailey over the festive period and it has been regularly voted as one of the greatest American films of all time. But did you know that the movie also paved the way for a new type of artificial snow to be used in the film industry? Writer and director Frank Capra helped to create a new type of artificial snow for It's a Wonderful Life because the current method, which used cornflakes painted white, can you believe, was simply too noisy when actors were walking down the street during the scenes. I'm not surprised. Uh, anyone who's watched the film will know that there's plenty of dancing about in the snow at certain points in the movie. Capra developed a new technique which allowed him to film the picture and audio together rather than dub the speech later, which is what other filmmakers were doing at the time. This development earned Russell Shearman and his effects team a special technical achievement award at the Oscars and it just made the movie fantastic. Uh, did you know there's a National Lampoon in It's a Wonderful Life crossover? You may have noticed the scene in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where Rusty is watching the classic Christmas movie It's a Wonderful Life. Well, this was deliberate. It was deliberately included on part of the filmmakers because Frank Capra, who wrote and directed It's a Wonderful Life, and Capra's grandson ended up working on Christmas Vacation. And Frank Capra was the second assistant director of the movie, or Frank, Frank Capra III, I should say, which was his grandson. And did you also know that It's a Wonderful Life was shot in the summer of 1946 during a heat wave? There's plenty of snow and seasonal imagery in this movie, which makes it more hard to believe that the movie was actually shot during the summer of 1946. Oh, apparently, some days the temperature would soar so high that production had to be shot down for days at a time. The massive set was loaded, located in Encino, California and included 75 buildings, a main street measuring 300 yards long, a residential area, a factory district and even 20 transplanted trees. Wow. Unfortunately, things got so hot in the heatwave of 1946 that director Frank Capra would have had to shut down filming to avoid seeing his character sweating on screen during the winter. This is kind of amazing considering just how real all of the snow and frost effects in the movie look. Definitely. This earns its number one top spot. Um, I am running out of time. I'm not going to get through all of these messages in the chat room, but I will post in the chat room at the end our top 20 so you can see them. Feel free to keep commenting afterwards and I will check them. Uh, just really quickly, I'll read a couple. Sandra Burns, she says my top three-ish. Number one, Miracle on 34th Street. Two, Elf. Three, Die Hard. Four, Scrooge. Five, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Tino Herger is here. He says, okay, Haley, here's my top Christmas-related movie. Uh, I 
it is a German name, it's so long I will pronounce it wrong. Dry Hasselnuss for Ashen Brodel is a TV movie from 1973 and brings me back to my childhood. Although not really a Christmas movie, it is on TV every year on almost all German TV channels, up to 30 times during the season. Wow, we should look out for that one. And he says, as I love Dolly Parton, I also like these movies, Unlikely Angel, Christmas of Many Colours, Christmas on the Square. Also makes it into my top list there's a great new dance to christmas on the square if you look out for that one marion armstrong my top three it's a wonderful life miracle on 34th street white christmas great choice uh, again uh, sarah saying oh no why did they leave that out joe nord top four man who invented christmas home alone die hard night before christmas and sandra burns is saying Haley, only seen love actually once and that was last year promised sarah i would watch it again because i don't remember being overwhelmed by it however my wife is not a fan of it so i need to watch it while she is at work no sandra you both need to give it another chance do give it another chance it's fantastic um sarah's saying love actually is in your uh is in your face subtle happy sad light deep funny moving it very much is that type of movie so true thanks for all the comments guys thanks for joining me as we hitched a ride to the movies next week we are hitching a ride to all your christmas traditions i'm going to play you out with a really quick two minute song here this is jingle bell rock by blake shelton stay tuned for ross up next Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun Now the jingle I don't think I've ever learned to talk so fast since I started this show Thanks guys Jingle bell, twist Jingle bells chime and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing and jingle bell square And feel free to dance along Line Dancer Radio, exclusively Line Dance.